In this episode of the Full Nerd, in this episode of the Full Nerd, RTX 3060 Ti, the GPU for the rest of us. Welcome to the Full Nerd, episode 159. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with co-host Brad Charkas. It's actually 160, because you weren't here last week, Gordon, but hello, internet, nonetheless. Oh, right. <laughs> that was close. That was pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. That's just a rounding error. And Adam Patrick Murray, who is handling the calculations, apparently. Yeah, and, and not, not as stuffed uh, as I wish I was uh, with leftover turkey. You know, I, at some point, I was like, we should go out and get another turkey, right? Right? And then I didn't want to leave the house, so... Uh, we decided not An- to. <laughs> another turkey? Yeah. Why not? It's a yeah. good time. They're cheap right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're going to have a turkey for, for Christmas as well. It's just, it is the season to eat uh, and game. I, I did some, some good gaming over the weekend. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I, you know, I mean, I like turkey. Turkey's pretty awesome, but uh, I do, well, normally we would do multiple um, celebrations this year. Obviously we did not, but uh I really dig my father-in-law's because he does prime rib because it's like, mm. you know what? Everybody's sick of turkey by the second day. We're going to do prime rib and that prime rib with gravy is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Last, <laughs> um, uh, last year we went to uh, a friend's Thanksgiving and somebody brought a, instead of a turkey, they brought a, Oh no. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's like, um, pigeon. No, no. It's like steak, but wrapped in, uh, uh, beef wellington beef wellington yes yes oh, oh that's the one thing goodness. i haven't tried and i want to try so I've bad never had that before and i was just <laughs> like wow uh so yeah we we were it's spoiled kind of rich right i think it's a little rich is it like it is bacon wrapped in yeah i mean the the per the the one i had wasn't too crazy uh rich i or at least i don't remember i i remember it being just oh just just perfect blending of flavors but i mean like Turkey is just a staple, especially around Thanksgiving, Christmas. Like you just have to have it. You just have to have mm-hmm. it. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't With get sick of it personally. Sauce, you know? So, uh, actually, uh, and uh, my wife Lindsay made homemade cranberry sauce for the first time. Usually, I just have the the cheap jiggly can stuff. Uh, but the homemade stuff <laughs> the was Jello was the really best good. kind. Yeah, yeah. My son has never really had it before, but this time he was like, "Whoa, this is good," which is yes. good because my wife was like, "Nobody's gonna eat that." Well, actually, so with with the homemade uh, cranberry sauce, uh, I ended up getting some vanilla ice cream from the corner store uh, and putting it on the vanilla ice cream. That was actually really good. <laughs> there you go. I wouldn't have yeah. thought of that. That's a smooth move. Uh, anyway, with the Sal Rams III just gave us $5. Thank you. Said a great show and love the review. Brad, what review is uh, are they talking about? Yeah, so surprise. Uh, today, reviews went live for... NVIDIA's new GeForce RTX 3060 Ti. That's a lot of letters and numbers. Uh, yeah, not announced previously. Obviously, I knew about it since I have a review up today. Uh, $400. Uh, it's basically a cut-down version of the 3070, but the way that NVIDIA's Ampere GPU scales down, I think this is a much better option for most people to buy for 1440p gaming. Uh then the 3070, it kicks all kinds of ass. 4.5 stars, Editor's Choice Award in our review today. So, uh, Brad, I got a question. Mm-hmm. I don't even understand why they would do, NVIDIA would do a, a 3060 Ti. I mean, 
I'm just so used to non, like a 3060 would it feels like it would have made more sense. Why do a, a TI version? Uh, I don't have any official word on that, but my guess would be it's because everything is selling like hotcakes right now. Uh, a 3060, I wouldn't be surprised if it's an extremely scaled down, cut down chip or possibly even a new chip. Whereas this 3060 Ti lets NVIDIA use the die that's in the 3070 but didn't quite make it, uh, they use it as this instead. Uh, and, you know, it gets more cards into the hands of gamers right now. It is pretty weird to see a Ti launch before a non-Ti version of a card. But if it's getting cards out there faster, I'm all for it. And the the price of it's, you were saying, 400 bucks. 400 bucks and nvidia took away just enough to let me see what my i had numbers here somewhere but i lost them all right nvidia stripped out just enough to give it roughly 17 percent fewer uh cuda cores and rops and all that stuff uh but actually at 1440p which is the resolution i feel this graphics card is best at uh, the 3060 across our suite of games is only anywhere from 9 to 13 percent slower than the 3070 but the 3070 costs 25 percent more so this card kicks all kinds of butt hits 60 frames per second no problems in all the games our test suite at 1440p uh costs 100 bucks less than the 3070 and has this exact same eight gigabytes of memory which we kind of dinged the 3070 for because the 3070 is a pretty decent entry-level 4k card but that eight gigabytes of gddr6 over 256-bit bus probably is not going to hold up well for 4K gaming over the long term. Uh, but it's it's fine for 1440p. I would have no hesitation buying an 8-gigabyte card for 1440p. And that 8 gigs of memory with the awesome performance that you see on this card, it's just a hair faster in all but one game than the 2080 Super from last generation. So you're getting the same performance you got from the 20 series for 50% less money. Uh, this card is just wonderful. Uh, I would consider this the go-to 1440p card for now. We'll see what AMD has, but for right now, this thing I think is going to move very quickly. Well, I mean, and we're starting to see, so now that we have, what is that, four cards out now? 3090, 3080, 3070, 3060 Ti on the NVIDIA side. Is each one of them like uh, half the cost at the same performance of the 20 series card? Uh, not quite because the 3070 is as fast as the 2080 Ti, and that was 1200 bucks. So I suppose so, yeah. technically Nvidia says it was a thousand dollar card, but that didn't actually happen. So I mean, but yeah, basically at least great. I mean, great gains, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's it is worth chance. still. I didn't get into it in my review. I am also whenever I this gets brought up, it is a great performance leap over last generation. You still got to take into consideration that the 20 series was not a big leap over the 10 series. So it's kind of like two generations at once. But if you're coming from something like a 1080 Ti or a 1070 even, uh, back in the 10 series generation, uh, 1070 was 380 bucks. This is 400 bucks. So despite the name being different, this is a 1070 replacement. Mm -hmm. And it'd probably be 80. I didn't test the 1070, but just going off of what I did before with benchmarks, I would guess probably 80 plus percent better than the 1070 was. So like I always say, skip a generation, upgrade every other generation, you'll get huge performance gains. 
it's so great. I'm kind of wondering though is so the, which is weird because you know it's got the TI moniker and it is priced up. <clears throat> if I'm already going to pony up four hundred bucks, mm-hmm. why don't I just get a thirty seventy for hundred dollars more? How do you how do I solve that dilemma, Brad? That will depend on what you plan on using it for. Yeah, I consider these to be really, really great 1440p cards or high refresh rate 1080p. Uh, at 1440p, like I said, uh, in a lot of games, the 3070 is only 9% faster than the 3060 Ti. And the, the highest games gains I saw for the 3070 uh, were only 13%. So the 3060 Ti is real, real close to the 3070. Uh, and it costs a hundred dollars less. So, I mean, at there you go. Forty. Yeah, at fourteen forty, it's different if you go to other resolutions. Uh, if you go up to four K, uh, the thirty seventy gains some ground because Ampere Nvidia's GPU scales up better. It tends to have better performance at higher resolutions. Uh, again, you probably shouldn't buy these cards for four K because the eight gigabytes of memory probably won't hold up well over the long term. If you're a person who upgrades every year, fine, go for it. Uh, they'd be all right for 4K, especially the 3070. But for 1440p gaming, I think this is really like, this is almost like RIP 3070 for 1440p gaming with this. Uh, I did also, however, do f- 3440 by 3440 by 1440 ultra-wide benchmarks. I have that up alongside my review today. And in that situation, you probably, if you can find one, want to spend up for the 3070 because I feel the memory constraints won't be as much of an issue at ultrawide as it will be at full 4K. And the extra performance that you get from the 3070, you get more of it. You get like 17% more performance on ultrawide settings with the 3070, and that is enough to get the games that kind of fall under 60 frames per second on ultra with the 3060 Ti up to that 60 frames per second at ultrawide. So if you're looking to do ultrawide gaming, this is actually like before you couldn't do ultra quality settings, ultrawide gaming, unless you spent 800 bucks on a 2080 Super. This is 400 bucks giving you the same thing. So this is just a great card all around. Um, uh, real quick, uh, Neo Human gave us uh, five euros. Thank you so much. Said, love the show, guys. Cheers from France. Uh, cheers. Oh. Uh, and then Twisted uh, Juggler 420 uh, <laughs> has, has a concern that I've seen uh, many times. Said, we've had eight gigabytes in less than $200 GPUs for like four years. I would not spend more than $200 on any eight gigabyte GPU. Uh, Brad, what, what about those concerns? Uh, that's fine. I get that. Uh, back when they were loading up like those 580 or Radeon RX 580 and 590 cards with 8 gigabytes of RAM, uh, that was more of an upsell. So it was, you know, hey, we have two different kinds of RX 580s. We have a four gigabyte one. We have an eight gigabyte one. The four gigabyte one will be fine for 1080p gaming. Uh, the way that memory architectures work, you basically have to double memory to add more memory. And so they would have to, they couldn't just increase that to six. They had to double it to eight. And the RX 580 and 590 were some of the first affordable graphics cards that could do 1440p gaming. So if you wanted to buy one of those affordable cards for 1440p gaming, you would want the eight gigabyte version. Uh 
so that's why they did that. It was also two GDR6 families old at this point, so it was much slower memory. Uh, 8 gigabytes is still fine for 1440p gaming at this point. It was very future-proofed back in the day. Uh, and yeah, so if you feel that way, that's fine. But, I mean, it is it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're, I mean, we're going to find out, though, right? We're not... It'll be a while before we sort of everything has to shake out. But does it is are we going to actually see eight gigs really kind of kill these cards? In, I, not at fourteen forty p. At four k, that's the reason. Like these cards can play four k pretty well on ultra settings, especially the thirty seventy. But that eight gigabytes of GDDR six, I don't think will hold up well at four k. Fourteen forty p is a lot less strenuous, and I think that will be fine for these cards for at least a few years to come. There might be, you know, towards the end of the road, you might have to drop settings from ultra to high or something like that. Not all of them necessarily, but just textures. And, you know, honestly, a lot of the times when I play games, I drop from ultra to high anyway, because it gives you a big boost in performance with very little visual impact. So uh, I'm not concerned about the 8 gigabyte capacity in these cards. For 1440p. Well, and I I feel like we talked about this last time. Does... Uh, does DLSS help um, with with VRAM constraints as well? We did talk about it, and I said I have not tested it, oh, but okay. I would not be surprised if it does. That being said, if you're using DLSS to counteract ray tracing, ray tracing does put more stress on memory. Mm-hmm. So it might balance out. <laughs> so, what, what did you see in, in ray tracing performance then for the 3060 Ti? Uh, it's as good as a 2080 Super. That's the way Ampere's lining up, basically. Uh, because these cards are so much faster in raw rasterization performance, the upgraded RT and Tensor Cores, basically, their improvements go to keeping up with that. So whatever a 2080 Super got last time, this card does just as much performance in rasterization as well as ray tracing. Hmm. Okay. And, uh, also, I noticed that it's the same, because you reviewed the, the Founders Edition, uh, it's the Today, same. Yeah, yeah it, it's the same uh, case or, or shroud or whatever you want yep. to call it as the thirty seventy, but there's less exact going same. on. Yeah. <clears throat> so if there's less going on in there, there's probably less heat. Is, is it is it cooler? Is it quieter? Uh, no. no? Oh, <laughs> it's okay. the exact same uh, fan design, actually, or cooling design on it, with the exception that this one's more of a pure silver, whereas the thirty seventy is more like gunmetal. Uh, that's the only difference between them. Uh, I found the higher end Founders Edition coolers were spectacular. Like the the FE cooler on the 3090 is just a big honking chunk of metal that's ice cold and purely silent. Uh, as it's scaling down further down the line, NVIDIA is shrinking it. So this is a standard two-slot design card, only nine and a half inches. So it's actually shorter than the Radeon cards. Uh and it's still giving you very good cooling performance. I think it hit 72 degrees Celsius under load, which is the exact same as the 3070. Uh, but it's also a bit noisier to make it that cool. Uh, they're not noisy whatsoever. Like if you're playing with this in a case on your floor, have your headsets on, or you're playing through speakers or whatever, you'll hear it, but it won't be like, wow, that's a loud ass graphics card. Hmm. It's fine noise. It's not silent, however. Does it have that same shorter PCB design as the uh, higher-end Ampere cards? Uh, a modified version. The higher-end ones, the PCB is a little bigger, so they have that V-shaped notch in it. Yeah. Uh, this one is also shorter, 
but it's cut off. It's just a square end. It still has the cut through and the backplate, so all the air comes through it and stuff like that. It still has the flow through design, so like one of the fans works kind of like a blower cooler right over the GPU, and the other one goes up through the heatsink. So it's actually really good. I have no complaints about it whatsoever. Uh, it's gonna have to require you know board partners to step up their game because at this point the reference version is really really good for the reference price. Uh, a good note, perhaps, before availability, because these cards launch tomorrow, is that I've got way more of these in hand from partners already than I got for any other launch so far this year. So hopefully that means good things for availability. It launches tomorrow. I'm not sure if they the all the previous launches that have happened this year launch around 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. So right around then. But so I'm hopeful that there's a you know at least a minute worth of stock this time. <laughs> Sorry, and and just to clarify, you're saying not just the Founders Edition is going on sale. Uh, reference everything, or, or everything's going on sale. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's the opposite. AMD did theirs. They had they held their reference boards for that week, and then they were in awfully short su- supply anyway. Hmm. Uh, Nvidia this generation has been doing everything on day one, and that's the case here too. I actually have a review of the ASUS Tough going up tomorrow. And oh, nice. it kicks all kinds of ass. Oh, nice. Uh, are, are you seeing <laughs> big variances in clocks between no. these? Uh, oh. No, it doesn't. The clock speeds really don't matter with the way GP. It's been leaning this way the last couple of graphics card generation for both AMD and NVIDIA. Uh, but it's really exacerbated this time where even like the most highly clocked graphics cards, like you're lucky to see five more percent performance out of it. Uh, so in my opinion, having a better cooling design that runs cooler and you hear less is probably more important than raw clock speeds out of a custom card out of the box because they're all going to fall roughly in line with each other anyway. Hmm. Spoiler alert, and that's why the tough kicks ass. <laughs> uh, so I would assume that as we, we get lower in price uh, on these cards, there's going to be more demand. Yeah. Uh, are, so, so you, you think there's going to be more stock uh, out there because it's these are lower end cards, and Nvidia should know. Hey, we sell more lower end cards than higher end cards. Uh, That's the hope. Yeah, I totally hope that. Like I said, I've got f- four, I think, different versions, including the Founders Edition of the 3060 Ti, already in my office, and all the other launches this year. I was lucky to get one custom card in, so I consider that a sign of optimism, hopefully. Uh, another thing to be optimistic about is that these are cut down 3070 dies. So all the things that aren't working for the 3070, they just get added to this, you know, pile as well. So hopefully, hopefully we get a minute's worth of availability. <laughs> at least, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you know, talking to both AMD and NVIDIA, they're both like, we're really, really trying guys. Like we have similar stock to what we had before. If it wasn't for all this weird years going into this, looking back to what we've done in previous launches, we feel like we'd be in really strong position with great availability. It's just this year, it's just like such a crunch. And that sucks for everybody who wants to buy it. It sucks to hear. They really do want you to buy these cards, though. That's why they're making them. They're trying. That's why it's not a paper launch, Brad. It's a toilet toilet paper paper launch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Trademark, full nerd. Uh, (laughs) Jesus Garcia is asking... uh, Gordon, does this give you any indication on uh, on three thousand series mobile parts? 
you know, no. I mean, I, I, I like Brad's prediction that it's possible that it'll it, the dies will be built somewhere else, possibly TSMC rather than Samsung. It'll be totally different. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, typically, you know, you, you're looking, they're going to want it out. It'll probably, I would guess, it's CES would be way too soon, January time frame. I would think, you know, it's Computex is generally sort of like, where they sort of launched the mobile versions. So it'll be, you know, next year is in, it's really hard. I mean, if you need a high end gaming laptop right now, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta do it cause you got no other choice, but those next generation gaming laptops with, you know, uh, Ryzen and, you know, if Intel delivers, you know, higher end Tiger Lake parts, and you're going to get these new Radeons, these new, and if, you know, when Ampere launches a new Radeon, they are just going to be amazing smoking laptops. So it really feels like if you really want to blow two to $2,500 on a gaming laptop, you may just want to cool your jets for six months because it's going to get way better. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do at least get announced at CES. Just because I know everything's constrained, but this is also the year of the laptop like everybody needs a laptop right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if those got put pedal to the metal to get laptop parts out as quickly as possible. Yeah, I would think you know, because as much as you know, the you watch YouTube, you you hear all the chatter and the screaming, and it's all about desktops. Laptops still largely are is where the gravity is, so they do want to do it. But you also, if you don't have the parts, you don't want to kill what you got selling and. <clears throat> You know, there's plenty of Intel 14 nanometer parts and there's plenty of those uh, 2000 series parts out there. So I would think they don't want to mess with it if they're still making money. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I would just think, yeah, you know what? If you can really wait, it's gonna, it's really going to pay off, you know. So because it, it's been it's been feeling this way for a while for those for those 14 nanometer uh, Intel laptops. It's like it's really feeling ancient and it's going to feel way more ancient when you get. You know, high-end GPUs with you know Ryzen potentially next generation Ryzen and whatever next generation Intel too. So, and plus the GPU start stuff. So, uh, we got a question from uh, Ruru two uh, in the YouTube chat. What's the power draw on the thirty sixty Ti? Same as the thirty seventy? Uh, it's a little bit less. Uh, I can look that up real quick. It's a single. Uh, six it's pin it's one? a little bit less. Uh, it's a single eight pin. Oh, okay. Uh, it draws more than the twenty eighty Super did but less than the 3070 does. So power draw under load was 328 watts for my entire system because that's how I measure things, entire system. So 328 watts, entire system for the 3060 Ti. And it was 352 watts for the 3070. And the Super Founders, Super FE Founders Edition was actually 375. So this beats all of them in, in power. So... And I think NVIDIA recommends 600-watt power supply with this for what it's worth. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. Yeah, the Founders Edition still has that funky 12-pin adapter, which I hate. Uh, I wish they had spent a little bit more money just making that adapter look a little bit nicer. So if you buy the Founders Edition card, uh, you can use that. If you care about looking in and the aesthetics of it, you might not love it. If you have uh, EVGA, I know... They will sell you, I think it's for 40 bucks, a 8-pin uh, to 12-pin actual power cable that you plug right into your EVGA power supply. And it looks 
hundred times better. I've been using it and I mean to actually do a quick article. Hey, this $40 thing is a massive upgrade if you care about aesthetics. I know Seasonic's doing the same thing. I know Corsair's doing the same thing. So that adapter's ugly as hell, but there are ways around it if you don't mind spending a little bit more money. $40. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's half that's... the price of a power supply. Yeah, it's not cheap. Wait, so but, I mean, how many people are actually going to be buying this? It's definitely a luxury product. So Is it a custom mini fit that there's like royalties on or something the like ebga that? one's real nice with individually braided everything so gold plated they, they put money sealed. into it yeah, yeah no i mean but still that seems hmm. pretty steep i have no idea what the other ones cost on the ebgas so what i actually am curious to see is whatever uh, amd's eventual counter-strike to this will be uh presumably the 6700 series uh, because the 6800 series scaled down to lower resolutions a lot better than the 3080 and 3070, 3090 did. So AMD cards, the 6800 and 6800 XT perform a lot better at 1440p and 1080p. But part of that is due to AMD's Infinity Cache, which has the 128 megabytes in the 6800 series of on-die memory that... Basically, you can store a lot of information for each frame in that die and hit that rather than going all the way over to the uh, GPU memory. And it saves power and it reduces latency. And they say that helps improve the frame rates at the lower resolution. Uh, and I think it'll depend on how big of an infinity cache they put into the step-down cards. When we had Scott on here, he was saying, hey, we consider infinity cache, you know, part of our DNA too. You're going to see it across the whole stack. Uh, I'm going to be real curious to see how big that Infinity Cache is in the 6700 series and whether it's enough to let them stay ahead of NVIDIA as we move down the you know affordability brackets. I'm also curious to see if they continue the memory advantage. I wouldn't be surprised if AMD gives its 6700 series 10 gigabytes and 12 gigabytes of memory, somewhere around there. Uh, not necessarily and, and, slash, or. In which case, the person who asked about memory earlier, you'll have a card to upgrade to. Hmm. Would you? So here's my question, though. So, you know, I am asking this because uh, my friend's son is doing a new build, and you know, I they ran it by me. I said, "Well, thirty seventy, good luck." Um, do you think if you were that person where you wanted to get a thirty seventy five hundred bucks, you ain't gonna get one? Are you settling for a 3060 Ti, or that's you'd be perfectly fine with it for 400? Uh, assuming they're playing at 1080p or 1440p, I would 100% be fine with the 3060 Ti. I would probably, if I was spending my own money on a 1440p gaming graphics card, I would 100% opt for the 3060 Ti over the 3070 even, because it's so close in performance, and it saves you 100 bucks. Or if you go for a partner card, uh, the partner cards that I have so far are all fifty or sixty dollar price premiums. Some of the higher end ones, so they're like four fifty, four sixty. Uh, but those higher end cards give you big overclocks and or vastly improved coolers than what you will get out of the Founders Edition cards. So I would probably opt for a real, you know, nice aftermarket or not aftermarket custom thirty sixty Ti, and be uh, very happy with it. And the follow-up question is, I'm sure he games at 1080p. Mm -hmm. Is this card overkill? Is this person like, you know what, just wait for a, a lower-end version to come out eventually? The vast majority of people out there game at 1080p 60 
And if you do, this card is way overkill. I wouldn't be surprised if the $200 cards that we see this generation wind up doing excellent at 1080p Ultra. What, what about 1080p, uh, 1080p 144? Do you think it's still overkill? Uh, this would be a good card for 1080p 144. Uh, it wouldn't max it out in every game uh, if you're playing on Ultra settings. But if you're playing high refresh rate 1080p, this is a good good card. Again, I would maybe wait to see what AMD offers, but since they haven't mentioned anything yet, and we know the 6900 XT is coming out a week from today, so next week, and they haven't announced anything else, I would expect that to be next year. So if you're looking to buy now, 3060i, this is a great graph. This is a, this is a great graphics card. Like it earned our choice award, no complaints. <laughs> Do you think there's still a spot for? Uh for somebody buying one of the lower cards right now if if they just can't wait. I'm asking cuz my I had a, another cousin reach out. Uh he's in high school, saved up a ton of money on his birthday mm-hmm. throughout the year and he's like I I want to build a gaming PC. It's like he sent me a PC part picker list and it, it wasn't too bad, but it was also uh you know, I I'm trying to give him some some recommendations, but I mean he wants mm-hmm. to buy right now. He's looking at 1080p 144 hertz, but he, I mean, he's for everything, including a monitor, mouse and keyboard system, everything. He's got like a thousand. Uh, okay. And, but I was That's like, really eh. doable, I think. Yeah. I, but I was like, I mean, you probably could get a, uh, what I was thinking was maybe get a, at least a, a beefier GPU, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and then, and then for now get a 1080p 60 monitor so that you're, you're at least hitting that well. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean your your recommendation. I I, I sent him your recommendation on, uh, on PC World, <laughs> <laughs> which was still the uh, uh, what is it the yeah. twenty sixty super no sixteen something like that. I forget. It's in there. Super. It's been a while since I touched those uh, because those are all going to get replaced soon. Uh, but yeah, all those lower end cards that we recommend in our buyer's guide, those are still good cards to buy if you need to buy right now. Like they'll still get you exactly what we say. Uh, I would at this point maybe try to prioritize cards that have more memory. So some of those entry level cards are available in like four or six or eight gigabyte versions. I would, even if you're playing at 1080p, maybe try to get something with six or eight gigs if you can swing it. But those cards are all going to be just fine. They're going to, if he gets one of those, you know, $250 cards, the problem is price and screwy real not right now, even on those things. Uh, but if he gets one of those 250-ish, $300 graphics cards down there, you know, uh, what's even down there? 1660 Ti kind of a deal. Uh, it's going to blow his mind, especially if he's used to playing consoles or something like that. Going, p- putting yeah. one of those in your system, getting high refresh rates, getting really great, you know, high graphics at the very least at 1080p. You're going to love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we friend of the show, CauseMC, said uh, they found a 1080 Ti for $400. Should they buy that now, Gordon, or should they wait for a 3060 Ti to actually be in stock? Uh, it would depend on how badly you want to play right now, but this 3060 Ti is going to smoke that 1080 Ti. That's impossible, Brad. The 1080 Ti, it's the best card ever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still it's still a great card. If you bought it back in the day, I mean, you're still For getting 1440p or 1080. No, it, it is a good card. Well, Let's see. I think I, I would not. You ask because specifically, you saying that me and I don't know. Four hundred like, bucks, brand like, new. 1080 no, Ti. no, I wouldn't because 
All right. Here, I got uh, some numbers. I, I got mean, some numbers. I think it should be lower price than that. I think it should be lower price than that. That's I do as well. Uh, but let's just say 1080p uh, in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, you get 118 frames per second on an overclocked EVGA 1080 Ti. You get 123 with the 3060 Ti. So not that big of a jump with that. <laughs> uh, it's about five, only five frames per second faster at 1080p across a bunch of games. But as uh, if you bump up to a 1440p monitor, or if you start to play games that uh, use the newer APIs, DirectX 12 and Vulkan, uh, that's when the 3060 Ti is really gonna, you know, s- spread its wings. It's also gonna be able to play ray tracing. Uh, there are still, you know, only a handful of games that support ray tracing, but it's picking up a lot faster than DirectX 12 adoption did. And now we see DirectX 12 adoption all over the place. So if I, if it was me spending my money, I would try to spend a month or two playing GeForce Now to play what games I can over the internet and then get a 3060 Ti when I could. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I talk smack about the 1080 Ti. It's, it's mostly because a lot of people sort of put it on this pedestal, which... It was outstanding, dude. It, they still it they was. Were, they were when it they, first came out. They were going against the optimized ideal of Vega back when AMD was doing uh, Nvidia was doing all those poor Volta and all that stuff. So they were competing against what they thought the best that AMD would put out could do, and so they gave that card a real lot of performance for a real good price. Right. So that thing's going to go down in in the history sure. books. It'll <laughs> it's going to go in the Hall of Fame. It deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, when you're at your end of your career, you're not making as much money as when you're at your peak, right? So I I just think that people sort of overvalued its place at the end of its career. And you're you're getting older encode engines. You're getting older decode engines. It's more power hungry. So, yeah, it's not – I don't think it's a great – but, you know, the crazy thing, of we are just sort of like – I think $400 is too much. But we're sort of in that world now where, you know, good luck – Finding a four hundred dollar class card tomorrow or for the next three months—that may be your only choice, right? So, yeah. and it's still, like I said, it's not that far behind the thirty sixty Ti. So, and it has more memory, uh, yeah, capacity, not bandwidth. But, but there's just so many you, other things you, you need think about. to buy now. Like if you're like, I sold my graphics card, I sold my twenty eighty Ti for a bunch of money five months ago expecting to be able to buy these new cards and I can't and yo I just want to play cyberpunk or something and you need a card right now then you could do a lot worse than that yeah <laughs> although 400 just feels like I mean would you buy a 2080 super for $400 I mean that's a pretty good deal right no I, I probably wouldn't because at this point it'd be used same probably with that 20 that 1080 ti well, the, the the theoretical cause MC was just kind of uh, yeah. Half one of the, <laughs> theoretically, like if the twenty eighty Super was that. new at four hundred dollars, does it have more VRAM than the thirty sixty? Yeah, that one that one had eleven gigabytes. Although it was GDDR five and not GDDR six. How much does that matter? Is, does that help offset the five versus the six? It, it won't make a difference. No. Okay, it has a bigger memory bus, so it might, but it won't make a difference. I don't hate it. I mean, I guess I don't hate it if you had to, but I'd really rather just play GeForce Now for yeah. a month or two and buy a new graphics card. I sound like a GeForce Now shill, and I'm not. 
I'd but I think it it's awesome. So <laughs> and that that'll get if you know about it. It's free. You can go sign up, play for an hour at a time without paying a single cent. Use your existing games. They're, they have like hundreds of games at this point. It's opt in. Uh, it it can get you through the cold winter until you know sp- hope springs. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully it gets better. But what if it it doesn't? You know, what if mm-hmm. it's just like bad? Actually, a cool feature months? that what and uh, Nvidia is doing with all of its Founders Edition cards, including this one, it might be all RTX thirty cards, but I know for sure is with the Founders Edition cards. They're actually throwing in a free year of GeForce now. Even if you already subscribed, they'll tack an extra year, year of the premium membership on, oh, nice. onto it. So that's kind of a cool thing, I think. Dang. Wow. <laughs> Just one more thing you can't buy. Can't get when you can't buy this card. <laughs> uh, HP Driver's asking, really pointed question. Do you think it's worth upgrading to the 3060 Ti from an RX 5700 XT? I'd probably wait one more year. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think you'd get enough... I have numbers in my review for the 5700 XT. Uh, I might not necessarily have the games that you play, but you can go check it out in the graphs in my review on PCWorld.com today, and you can see the difference between the 5700 XT and the 3060 Ti. The 5700 XT is slower. I don't think it's necessarily slow enough to justify spending 400 bucks right now to upgrade to the 3060 Ti. Like I said earlier, uh, try to wait two generations. So this is just one generation ahead. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and yeah, and any have we heard any rumblings about uh, the the sixty seven hundred series coming out? Should uh, people wait? Should I think they I saw rumors that wait for hashtag people, wait for small navy. People might have seen it in some BIOSes, uh, kind of a deal like digging through BIOSes. They saw a mention of it, but that's about it that I think I've seen. Hmm. So okay. it's it's gonna happen early next year, would be my guess. So not like definitely not this it, year. I would doubt it. It could happen this year. That'd uh, be crazy. <laughs> I hope not because I'm already dying. Yeah, it, but... feel like, it feels like definitely into early next year, right? It's just maybe it's a so CES late. announcement. Maybe, yeah. it w- right, it would make more sense, I guess. Maybe yeah, you know? CES. I just can't see launching a card this late into the you know the buying frenzy season. But you know, if they did, they'd probably sell every single one too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if they wait until mid-January rather than launching in mid-December, they would have a month's more stock. So they could even spin it that way. <laughs> well, and it feels like people are more angry at AMD than they were at NVIDIA that they can't get these things, right? So maybe that would yeah. go away toward you know keeping the community happy if they launched it. Just say, hey, yeah, we know you're all feeling pretty, pretty blue, so here's this new card. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, could happen. <laughs> could happen, could not. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, just to recap before we move on, your Founders Edition review for the 3060 Ti is up right now. Uh, you have a separate yes. uh, A Sue's Tough review going up tomorrow. Yeah, Sue's Tough review going up tomorrow. And you also have widescreen benchmarks of the Founders Edition up today up as well. Now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Lots of 16. I actually have... Actually, leave leave a note in the comments for me because... I'm not trying to sound crappy, but I have quite a few graphics cards, custom graphics cards that I need to test right now. I have a couple, at least, of the 6800 series Radeon cards, and I have a couple more of these GeForce uh, 3060 Ti cards. Uh, let me know which ones you guys would rather see me get out first, because 
whatever you guys want to see, I can work on first. So it, it, maybe maybe at Brad on Discord too, and you have a quick yeah, or Twitter over there. Yeah, Twitter. Brad Twitter's is backdoor good. bragging or something like that. Yeah, I'm not trying to. It sounds real crappy. I felt bad once I started saying it. Yeah, I'm not trying to say that. I'm trying to say, let me know what you're most interested in seeing, and I'll try to make that happen first. I've still never seen a Radeon 6000 or an Ampere card. Like, never in my life, except on the internet. I, I don't even know if they're real, man. <laughs> I mean, by that same account, we don't know if Brad's real. Well, no, actually, we've seen Brad in real life. Never mind. <laughs> um. Okay, cool. A tough I, card is funny because it actually comes with a tough card. Uh, it has like a baseball card in it that has like specs for overclocking and heat dissipation and stuff. It's actually nice. kind of fun. I also have an EVGA for the Win 3, which is 450 bucks, so a $50 premium. It's not quite as quiet as the tough. Uh, you can definitely hear it. It's a little bit louder than the Founders Edition. I still wouldn't call it loud, but it has a much higher factory overclock, so you get a bit more performance with the EVGA for the Win 3 Ultra. Uh, just if that makes a difference to anybody who is trying to buy one of these tomorrow, I just figured I'd throw that out there. Okay. Uh, How do we know they're actually selling these and not just sending them to reviewers? Because I've heard that from people <laughs> as a, you know, just kind of dig, but like, and I saw Linus had a video today. He was like, look, man, we review it with the price we're given. We're sorry if people are buying these up and trying to resell them at twice the price on eBay. You know, it's just, I. Yeah. All we can do is review them at the prices that they're supposed to be and hope that it actually winds up being that price. So it's good advice in a sane world. Right now, it's an insane world. Uh, actually, you should go see Paul, Paul's hardware. His his He didn't do a review. He did an unboxing today, and the intro was hilarious to me. Uh, so yeah along those lines nice. but no they're actually like i have a lot of cards to test right now but i've heard from multiple companies that these are super hard to get samples for even uh on both sides of the aisle geforce and and uh radeon so it's it's hard even for reviewers to get cards right now hmm. i almost never get turned down and i was turned down for a specific one recently and i can't remember the last time that happened Okay, well, yeah, we'll we'll look forward to all that awesome stuff. Um, before we get on to uh, general Q and A, I, I do want to just talk about the the rest of twenty twenty because we're we're rap- rapidly approaching the end. Uh, obviously, we have we have this show. We're we're trying to plan one for for one one last regular episode for next week, uh, and then uh, after that, we have our, our two special end of the year wrap ups. Uh, for people who don't know, we usually do a a best a best PC hardware of the year. Uh, like full nerd awards show uh so this will be the best pc hardware of 2020 uh and then a predictions episode where we recap our predictions for 2020 which oh boy are probably going to be <laughs> pretty wild because we didn't see expect the pandemic <laughs> we did not expect that uh but then we'll be making predictions for 2021 which will probably be even harder because yeah you know yeah the, the way that uh the way that this year uh and i'll predict up. mobile geforce at ces <laughs> also I, I as as people were, were chatting about these these episodes uh upcoming uh it, it got me remembering that last year for the prediction predictions episode remember all the predictions i made i took from the chat so i had the <laughs> chat make my predictions for me Oh boy, I I got to go back and listen to the the episode again. But I got to be tasty. <laughs> I wonder how many yeah. of them are going to be accurate there. 
like, God, I, I have no idea, right? This this year. Uh, I so, can't remember. Does anybody remember, like, like a year ago? So we have a spreadsheet somewhere. Five I'm, years ago. Yeah. I'm going to be taking notes. Uh, I, I think Elena has a spreadsheet somewhere uh, that we wrote them down. And, and we might skip the paper eating, uh, just in case. Maybe we should do, like, uh, uh, push-ups or something. Uh, d- d- <laughs> yeah. Different options. Uh, I don't know. You know. Who knows? Booger eating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And next week, uh, I don't know if we'll have a review or not. I can't talk about that if we did or didn't, because I can never talk about embargo products. But a week from today is when the Radeon RX 6900 XT launches. So regardless of whether or not we have a review, I'm sure we'll be on here talking about it okay. before all those fun episodes kick in. Yeah. So then... Uh... Yeah, then you know, for, uh, on the gameplay side, we, we had some people asking about Cyberpunk. I, I planned on on doing a, a series uh, around all uh, Cyberpunk. Um, we we actually little inside note, we have a, a little bit of sponsorship sponsorship coming up as well, which will uh, touch all that. Uh, but somebody's asking specifically, uh, Gordon, are are you going to be playing Cyberpunk? Yeah, I'll be definitely playing that on uh, a 3000 series card. I have no idea if they exist. But I, you know, I think I, I might actually give it a shot, you know, just to see what it's like. I, do I will. A new game. I'm, again, I'm going to sound like a shill, but for anybody who hasn't got a 3000 series graphics card, that's going to be available on day one with ray tracing on GeForce Now. So, again, if you don't have a card and you've been waiting to play Cyberpunk, if you've been waiting to upgrade your rig to play Cyberpunk, that is an option. Yeah. I am looking forward to it because my favorite game of all time now is Witcher, Witcher 3. Uh, before that, it unseated what was my favorite game for a long time for years before that was Deus Ex. So a cyberpunk game from the makers of Witcher 3 with Run the Jewels doing a track, and they're my favorite artists of the 2000s. Uh, I'm just, I can't wait to see if it lives up to my expectations. Yeah. I'm excited. the 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 rest of the year is going to be busy, uh, but we have some some good things coming. Uh, yeah. And then I I am just very excited because then I don't have to turn around immediately next year and go to Las Vegas. Which if I never had to go to Las Vegas again, I would be super happy. Uh, I love CES. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I miss CES, but I do not miss Vegas. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, especially that last place we stayed at. That wasn't. That was pretty, I, I had a good time. That was pretty dismal. I had a good time. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, let's get on to some, uh, general Q and a, uh, before we get out of here, uh, we have some super chats that are built up, uh, for this section. So I'm going to go over those first. Uh, but if you have a question, just at me in, uh, in the chat or the best place to, to do it is to go over to discord. We have a full nerds question, uh, channel in our discord link to the discord in the description. Uh, you can pop it in any time and I'll, I'll get to it on the show. Uh, so first up from Jeffrey Grubb, uh, gave us $5. Thank you so much. Thanks, uh, Jeff. S- said, you all talked about AMD's AI super sampling could benefit because of console support. Would DLSS get the same benefit if a Switch Pro comes out next year with DLSS? I didn't think about that. I mean, that that could be... Because I mean, the the switch is made with uh, with NVIDIA hardware. If if they throw DLSS, somehow somehow throw support of that in the the switch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd I'd be super curious. <laughs> I think it would depend on how powerful the Switch Pro is. And by the way, Jeff works for VentureBeat. He has some excellent podcasts of his own. Go check it out. Uh, oh, nice. 
It will depend because, like right now, I don't think Nvidia being in the actual the switch that we have now makes a difference because most companies are making games for the switch. It's a totally different architecture. It has nothing to do with x86 or anything like that. Uh, and it's very low resolution. If Nintendo decides to keep the same, you know, don't mess with what's made them successful and keep the handheld form factor and all that mess and sacrifice performance and stuff like that. Uh, it could for companies that decide to bring AAA games to the switch pro, give it a leg up theoretically because i would think that for a tegra chip geforce inside to be able to render stuff well at higher resolutions it, it might need something like dlss but i'm not sure what percentage of that will carry over to other platforms because like when assassin's creed valhalla comes out you expect it on xbox series x you expect it on playstation 5 you expect it on pc and so they all have, you know, the shared RDNA architecture. That's what we talk about, the super resolution and whatnot. Uh, but you don't see it on the Switch because the Switch just can't handle it. And so I think it'll depend on what actually happens with the Switch Pro. Plus, it's so far out. I mean, you know, if the ARM purchase goes through, I, I don't, yeah, I'm with Brad. I don't, I don't, I don't think it'll make any material difference for any immediate time and it'll be so far in the future that it doesn't matter. A switch pro could happen next year. Definitely. Yeah. But I mean, I can't imagine, I mean, I don't see the, the, the strength of AMD's, you know, being basically owning both consoles in a way, powering both mm -hmm. of them, not owning them because they're their customers is it does benefit them in the long run because developers, most Developers making for console, you know, you're doing it for PC gaming. It just makes everything a lot easier. So it's, I think it's a lot closer to what we sort of saw with FreeSync and G-Sync in a way, you know? Mm -hmm. you know. DLS is very much a premium feature. It's pretty awesome, but still very much, you know, NVIDIA only. And eventually the everybody goes with cheaper and freer. So it feels like it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. DLSS is wonderful, though. I think yes. well, we're still going to have to wait and see what AMD's solution actually is and does. Well, like, like the, to me, the biggest disappointment of this launch, aside from availability, because that just sucks, is AMD not even be able to show off or at least tease, hey, this is coming the first quarter next year. Here's what our alternative is going to do. Because DLSS is really the thing that they have no answer for. And the details of whatever this fidelity Eh, super resolution is is going to make a difference. Uh, if a Switch Pro is able to make it so DLSS 2.0 becomes more common, I am all for that. Because DLSS, we know, is just freaking wonderful. The first gen had some issues. That's the beauty of machine learning, right? Now it doesn't. So, yeah. Yeah, and especially, I mean, I, I've been playing Control uh, via the cloud uh on mm -hmm. on the switch and like the cloud for low power systems like that cloud gaming is is definitely an option so i i, I think they'll hopefully if nintendo's smart they'll they'll run more into that maybe dlss helps uh give a jump or maybe dlss is only a bit nah, yeah, that, yeah who knows uh it's, it's that'd be nuts wouldn't it if it winds up being dlss gets bigger adoption because nintendo leans more into nvidia's dlss technology that's just it <laughs> yeah. sounds so weird but that'd be that'd be cool uh, yeah, and also the, uh, you know, I, I've I've been watching a lot of uh, Digital Foundry content, the, uh, breaking down the the newest games on 
on the newest uh, consoles, and it's it's pretty interesting seeing where performance is is rounding out, uh, especially comparing it to the PC. So, uh, I, I I love looking at their breakdowns, even though I don't necessarily understand everything that they're saying. Uh, so, where is it? Uh, can you give us a quick summary on? I mean, honestly, it's. I mean, but the, these are once again first first batch games, launch games, right right out of the bat. Uh, the it, it's it, it's a, a notch higher. It's almost for me, it feels like a notch, uh, kind of like the the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X was. It was a you know it was it was one little step up. This feels like another step up. Uh, the the performance. On on the Series X and the PS5 is is usually somewhere between 144 and 4K, uh, and and te- you know depending on the game like high settings versus the PC, where the Xbox Series S is usually 1080p uh, locked at mm. that. So it's it's definitely a notch over the last generation uh, of even the higher end consoles, but it yeah I mean it, it's still That's- still good stuff. That resolution is going to make a difference too, because like the Switch is 720p, I believe the uh, default screen. If it's uh, if you know the Switch Pro, I don't know any of the rumors for it if there are any. But if that winds up being 1080p, which I think is perfectly fine and acceptable for a handheld right here in front of your face, I think oh, that'd yeah. look good. Then you might not even need something like the LSS. So. True. Yeah. I mean, I, I nine 900p. I could see them doing that too, even though I know it's 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 a weird resolution but i could see them yeah, like they going might, to the full 1080p uh, um i could see them leveraging dlss for the docked mode though that's a very interesting question i like I, that question I mean, could, could you build ds <laughs> could you build processing in the dock so that when you dock it it upsamples I, like right now i actually well, use I, I use a piece of hardware the uh marcel m classic uh which mm-hmm. does does the 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 resolution jump rather than the mm-hmm. the tv um so, I mean, who knows? Maybe Possibly. they put something in there for for better scaling when it's it's in docked mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. That would be interesting. Uh, okay, let's move on to the next one. Five dollars from Kevin Wise. Thank you so much. It said, do you feel that AMD is closer to NVIDIA in rasterization due to NVIDIA selling out more of its die space to RT performance? Uh. Short answer, yes. I think it's, one, because they do use so much more dice space on tensor cores, especially, and RT cores. So it's the combination of it, because AMD's cards don't have tensor cores. Uh, so they use all that space for rasterization. But I also think it's because NVIDIA was so far ahead, they were able to take the foot off the gas a bit and focus mostly on just bringing ray tracing to life with the RTX 20 series. So I think being so far ahead of AMD to begin with, let them kind of pause and say, okay, we're going to pause right here. You know, the $700 you spent on a 1080 Ti, you'll get the same amount of rasterization performance with the 2080. But now ray tracing is a thing. That's what we're focusing on this time. And now everyone's all caught up and it's a horse race. I think Infinity Cash makes a big difference, like I was saying as well. If I do get a 6900 XT in, I plan on poking at that thing in a couple different ways to test that out. Nice. Uh, Olg Ostash gave us $10. Thank you. Thank you so much. Said, love the show. Uh, Question, is Apple's M1 chip truly impressive, uh, taking into account that it is based on the 5 nanometer uh, TSMC process? Uh, 
So is is the and then a follow up question is the M1 five nanometer versus AMD seven nanometer comparison fair? Well, I, <clears throat> so is it impressive? One, and is it, it is impressive. Comparison? I mean, this is you know as much as people think I I like to dump on 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 them. And it's fun because you know they're they like dumping on us. It's it's hell of impressive. It's it's because it will it will make the Mac uh, a Mac again. You know it's it'll be its own separate universe. They can firewall everybody away. You know control everything, which has always been sort of their vision. But the performance is it's it's it should it should blow you away because. If you think about ARM performance, you think about those Snapdragon-based Windows, right? Those things were just—they were dogs. They were seriously dogs. And are I don't? They are. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they were. I mean, because like the Surface Pro X, nobody was recommending anybody invest in that. Generally, mm-hmm. you know, once you sort of once if you got outside office, it was it got ugly. It got really ugly on those things. So. The fact that they're able to pull down the numbers they are, and I will say, talking to some of the numbers, because, you know, I, I've talked to uh, a Mac World when they were doing stuff, it's like, yeah, this is like, it's, it's a real deal. It's a real deal for Apple. So don't, don't you know, don't say it's not a real deal. At the same time, there's the whole marketing of it is very Apple, but it's pretty impressive. Uh, is it fast enough to beat AMD or NVIDIA GPU? Well, no, obviously certain situations not in a lot of situations not but um is it fair yeah because it's a product you can buy and that's ultimately what it comes down to and you know for mac people hell you know hell yes you should buy this over uh you know an x86 base mac that apple is going to cut the head off of very soon right as much as everybody doesn't think they are that's what they do they will do it but the the magic of apple is when they cut your head off and they ask you to put your head in that guillotine, Apple users are perfectly happy to put their head on the guillotine. On the PC side of the world, it's not quite the same. I actually have an answer, answer from a little bit different perspective yeah. that has to do with the question itself, asking if it's fair. I think that something that we tend to get lost in, especially the kind of crowd that we are here at The Full Nerd, is transistor sizes and process numbers and this and all that. It is fair because the reality is here is an actual product that AMD is shipping. Here's a product that Intel is shipping. Here's what Apple is shipping. These are things you can buy right now. So, yes, it is 100% fair to compare them. Uh, Like when the 10 series came out, uh, the GTX 10 series, I think it was on uh, 14 nanometer process. The AMD ones at the same time were on the 12 nanometer process. Who cares? What matters is what the actual products that you buy are able to do. And that's what the core of our job is, I think, and what we try to convey to you. So I think it's always fair to compare things that are actually shipping. Yeah. And, you know, people, it's like, it's like the unfortunate thing is technology has turned into fanboys and, Mm -hmm. you know, sports teams. At the end of the day, it's a product that you are buying. You buy the right product that's for you. And mm-hmm. if if you want the Mac to carry you into the future, hell yes, you're going to buy an M1 Mac. If you want something that also can run Windows and do all these and do Steam gaming and all the stuff, then you buy, you know, whatever the appropriate you know PC is for you. Don't 
don't listen to some, you know, somebody just telling you how awesome this thing is and you need to change your entire existence just to fit into that. It's what, you know, you want to spend your money on. Yeah. The tech's super interesting. That's why we're here. That's why we're nerds. But mm-hmm. it's interesting in what it enables. Nice. Um, so a CPUYU gave us $5. Thank you. Said, Adam, why don't you like Vegas? Just wondering. <laughs> uh, I have been to Vegas a number of times. Uh, I used to live in Salt Lake City, so it was just a quick four and a half, five hour drive. And we would, me and my friends would go down there uh, way too often. And I, I just got sick of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> And then having to go there for work. It, I love CES. I love working with the PC World crew when we're down there. Uh, the camaraderie, the, the working with, with team members is super fun. Getting to see everybody in the industry, see new products is super fun. But then you have to deal with all these people who are, are drunk and sloppy. And, and in your way, you're trying to do work. They're trying to party, which, hey, is cool. But it, it, just, uh, it just doesn't mix. Uh, it doesn't mix. So I, yeah, I, anyway, that's, that's my answer. I'm sticking to it. Uh, Lucifer gave us $6 and 66 cents. I love this, uh, as always. And said, uh, what is the point of selling a 3060 TI when the flippers are going to get them all this year? Can't end soon enough. You guys rock. Someone asked me that same question. Why do this and not a 3060? It might have been Gordon at the beginning of the show, but somebody was also asking me that on Twitter. And again, I think it's this is a better move than holding these in reserve to launch eventually after a 3060. Because it means, yes, the demand's going to be crazy. Yes, these are still going to sell out. But for the people who are able to get them, it's getting GPUs and graphics cards in the hands of more people sooner. So I think that's the point. I think part of the point is also beating AMD to the punch uh, because who knows if I would give this card 4.5 stars at Editor's Choice Award if Radeon's thing was already out. So it lets NVIDIA set the tone rather than following up on AMD. So now whenever AMD does launch the 6700 series, we'll be comparing it against this. Whereas with NVIDIA's card right now, we're comparing it against the $800 2080 super from last generation so it's smart marketing in that way but i also do think that putting this out now gets these slightly cut down dies into the hands of more people sooner so you know i also kind of think that that they want to have something that's at least closer to more affordable because they you know i think they they felt the original 2000 series launch the prices were so inflated they were such an angry pushback you know, I think from NVIDIA's perspective, they've said this on the record that, yeah, if they had a 2060 price card at launch, people would not have felt as angry. Um, mm-hmm. Not so sure, but it does make sense if you have a lower price card that's normally within reach of everyone. The flippers is something I think is the um, a new phenomena that no one really knows how to deal with yeah. know, at this point. It is nuts that I actually started my 3060 Ti review with that, like... This year we've this is the seventh graphics card I think released now and sixth possibly and every single other one has been five hundred dollars or more so I think it's good just to get some under five hundred dollars out this year. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see if these flippers are mostly corporations or individuals or you know not 
real companies, but just mm-hmm. organizations that are flipping them. Mm-hmm. Uh, on on that same token, Jeff Murray, great last name, uh, says, mm-hmm. uh, any truth to the rumor AMD sold the majority of its GPU stock to miners beforehand? I think the rumor was NVIDIA, NVIDIA. wasn't it? That oh. was the rumor out of Barron's. I actually am trying to get comment from that. I have not heard peep, which you would think kind of indicates something. I was thinking about that this morning. Like if, cause so the rumor is NVIDIA. This is nothing. I don't think the company has confirmed this, but Barron's reported behind a firewall. So I didn't reach it or paywall that NVIDIA sold $175 million worth of Ampere cards to miners, which is why there's no cards for everybody. Um, I have a hard, I'm very skeptical of that because I think NVIDIA has long said and that gamers is their audience. Gamers has supported them year in, year out, and they don't keep the audience happy. It's not good for them. So for me, it's hard to believe they would sell that much inventory to miners. So I am very skeptical of it. At the same time, you know what? It's a business. It's a for-profit business. You're putting together one of the most colossal hardware, well, corporation purchases in probably a decade. NVIDIA, if they're successfully able to buy ARM, changes everything. And if you need to raise the capital to do that, to make it sweeter, $175 million, maybe you got to just make that trade off this time. It's entirely possible because, again, these companies serve their shareholders. They're not there to necessarily serve us. We are their customers, and they they want to keep us happy. But ultimately, it's the shareholders that you have to keep happiest. So. And also, for what it's worth, AMD's cards actually... I haven't tested myself, but from everything I've read, they've made a point to make them specifically not great at mining. So AMD's cards aren't that much better than last generation cards at mining. So I think they were, I haven't talked to AMD just going off of other stuff I've read. I get the feeling that AMD was actually trying to do the exact opposite. Well, yeah, that's remember. I remember talking with AMD about this because you know, when they were having huge problems with miners, they were like, yep. we've, cause people were like, well, why don't you, you know, why don't you, 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 uh, flash the bio so they can't use it for mining and said we've thought about that and people who buy graphics cards should be able to use it for whatever they want well not even that but they, <laughs> said they actually thought about that but they said you don't understand gordon the people who do mining there is so much money in this they will just simply write custom bios they there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do outside of you know burning the parts out of the card that mm-hmm. would prevent them from doing it and it sounds to me that'd be interesting with this approach because if what you're saying is true that the new Radeon 6000s aren't great for mining intentionally, then that, you know, that might be the only ultimate way to stop the miners. But is that was is that going to really play out to be the right decision? Because, you know, frankly, if people are buying these things at inflated prices to do mining to make even more money and you are a for-profit corporation, that's probably missing a market. They will probably get yelled at from their investors for you know, even doing that. Whereas look at all the money NVIDIA made on this. They don't really mm-hmm. care about gamers. They care about make, making money. Mm-hmm. Interesting take. Um, all right. We, we got $5 from uh, birthday boy, Matthew Lang. Happy birthday. It said, Gordon, did you get the idea for the blob? Do you, do you remember when you were talking about the blob eating everything up, uh, yep. back in 2001, when you and Will Smith were discussing the Alienware PC on computer, computer chronicles. <laughs> I might have been. I'm trying to think of like 
No, because, you know, the blob, people, there was an original blob, and I think there was a horrible remake, and then there was a colorized version of the blob. But the original blob is probably predates the uh, any involvement with Will Smith, who I, I personally did a podcast with. It's good. It's cool to talk to Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool, no, that, that was a good episode. Um, also, I'm trying to get a link in. Uh, Dominic Wong said they they found somebody do uh, who who were able to run Windows 10 on an M1 chip. Uh, they're trying to get me the link so we we can share it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I saw that report that. and you it, see it that? makes oh, sense. Okay. But I mean, but again, is Microsoft the old Microsoft is not going to enable Apple to sell hardware, right? Because you got to remember. It Apple doesn't want that either. It, and they don't want that either, but ultimately that's what actually saved Apple in their darkest days when they had to abandon the sinking power PC ship when they moved to x86 and they they had <laughs> that as a feature like, look, we can run Windows because we know you're not going to buy our basically Amiga if you, if, you're, if you can't run Windows, right? Well, it's a different world now and frankly, Apple doesn't need anything, right? They have this such, they have a that gravity field of fifty billion dollars that they don't need anybody, and they have iOS. They could, they don't really have to have Windows anymore. And I'm not sure there's any advantage for Microsoft to really enable Windows on on Mac because why why do that? At the same time, this is a new Microsoft. You know, Microsoft used to be about Windows, but Microsoft is about Azure and all these other money making things like you know, hell yeah, we can make money on this, and maybe this gets. Qualcomm to make a part that is competitive, then yeah, let's do it, right? I don't know. Yeah, for what it's worth, you can't buy the ARM version of Windows. Like you or I couldn't buy that. They only sell that straight to corporations, so that makes a big difference too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, the the world is not what it was when mm-hmm. you know when basically basically x86 and Microsoft and Windows essentially saved the Mac, and it's very different now, right? So I don't know. Who knows? Okay, a couple more questions. We'll get out of here. Um, Kaz MC has a good question that we were talking about earlier about the uh, VRAM limits. Said realistically, do you think we will see another GPU generation release before eight gigabyte is exceeded to the point it is a bottleneck? Yeah, I think eight gigabytes is going to be totally fine for the vast majority of fourteen forty p games. Uh, you know, like I said, for the next couple of years at the very least. Uh, some games like Watch Dogs Legion cuts it awfully close when you have ray tracing enabled, especially. Uh, but that's only if you're playing at the most extreme settings. So if you just drop one or two things back to high, it's fine. Exactly. And that is still very much the exception to the rule of 1440p. It actually kills performance on that, or? It doesn't really. Yeah. Yeah, it's only just a hair over. So you'll see a stutter every now and again when it does you know, go out to system ram and stuff, but it's not, it doesn't, it's not tremendously bad for it. No. It'd be interesting to, could you occupy, I'm wondering if you could occupy the memory on the video card and then play it basically essentially sort of cutting down the amount of available memory. Uh, I could figure out weird, fun things like that to do if I didn't have so many other things (laughs) to get to. (laughs) But yeah, I think I would not be surprised if AMD winds up doing 10 gigabytes or 12 gigabytes for the 70 class cards that are 1440p cards this time. And if that's the case, then the cards that release next year or a year and a half from now, they're not going to go backwards. So, I, I sort of wonder if people get a little too hung up on that. I know always more frame buffer is better, but 
you know, you're again this point out if you're a developer, your job is to make money and sell more games. If you if your game just simply sucks on a card with eight gigs of memory, then you ain't selling as many games. So I would think they just they would basically optimize for the smaller frame buffer, right? I mean, most do. Most yeah. do. There are cases where they do. It's tricky because it's real hard to measure actual memory usage. So, like, if you put an example from, here's an example from NVIDIA's reviewer's guide. If you put Division 2 into, and you load it up in a card with 8 gigabytes of RAM and a card that has 11 or 12 gigabytes of RAM, 10 gigabytes of RAM, I get the 3080, 10 gigabytes. Uh, Division 2, it'll show that it is allocating a certain amount of memory and it says that it's using more than it actually uses like it scales it it it, it puts dibs on it but doesn't actually use it and that's what all of our memory tracking tools right now track so it's real hard to see what's actually being used by these games so it's tricky that being said some games like when you tinker around the graphics things they'll tell you you know, hey, you know, you're exceeding RAM at this point. There are definitely already games that will do that at 4K, especially uh, with eight gigabytes. Okay, uh, real quick, Eska Monster gave us uh, 20 Danish Krone. Thank you so much. Said for the cause, uh, you are awesome. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. that. Uh, Douglas Thank Holmes you. gave us five dollars. Thank you so much. Said I just bought a i7 10700KF and a Z490 motherboard. Uh, they game on a 1440p monitor at 144 hertz. What GPU should they get to pair with this combination? Great show. That's a fine question. Uh, I would say it would depend on your budget, obviously. 144 hertz, 1440p. Uh, you can throw a lot of graphics card at that. Like, if you get a 3080, like, you probably wouldn't even be maxing out all games if you're playing a 1440p on ultra settings. Uh, but if you're willing to drop things down to high and you're fine with it just being, you know, up around 90 frames per second plus in in, in most games and much higher in some other games, it'll depend on the game. Uh, I'd say elite, uh, probably a 3070 or a Radeon 6800 would be good, but you could get by with a 3060 Ti in excess of 60 frames per second. Okay, nice. If uh, you're looking to max it out, though, it takes... Maxing out 1440p, 144 hertz takes, it'll, you could throw anything at it. <laughs> a lot of power. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, one more question uh, over on Discord uh, 3 Zix uh, <laughs> says, uh, does any of us have any experience with Ingram Micro slash Shop BTL? They've been selling 3060 Ti pre-orders since Monday. Has anybody heard from them? If they're reputable uh, at all, Ingram Micro is basically a, the 900 pound gorilla of um, resellers. Well, I mean, they basically do all of the logistics for a lot of places. So, if you can buy a graphics card from actual Ingram Micro, then yes, that is that is like as good as giving your money to AMD or Nvidia. Oh. The thing with going through those logistics companies, though, there's some other ones out there and ones that do primarily sell to businesses and stuff like that or distributors like Ingram Micro, uh, they might sell you something that they might not be able to fulfill for a while. So just be aware of that. Just because it says it's in stock, that doesn't mean you're going to get it right away necessarily. It just means you get you get in line. Oh, I hate that. Don't you? I mean, they. <laughs> you would hope that they're they're not just simply you're buying a reservation because yeah. 
You ever look for a really rare thing and then he's like, hey, this website has it and you order it? He's like, yeah, okay, yeah. you've paid for it now. We will not order it. And then three months later, you still don't have your thing because it basically isn't being made anymore. That yeah. that kind of stinks. Yeah, Although I've I would, seen. I would hope their e-commerce front doesn't do that. Well, I know uh, it's been an issue with different distributors like that around the world, including uh, CDW, I believe it is. the So they will sell you a card, but then you just wait till you get it. <laughs> you would think that they would like, you know, they would tell you that it's going to be a while before you get it. But maybe also maybe it's not you're buying one, you're buying one case of them. You know, <laughs> that's kind of like it, your quantity user used to. I would give it a shot if you can, but make sure there's a good return policy if it turns out they're doing something wacky. <laughs> yeah, you can just can't. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, the good thing is you could probably just cancel it. Oh, yeah, before you get it. Yep. Yeah, you can switch protections. Yeah. Do you go out and you just sort of like buy three cards and the one that you can get actually you keep? I don't a know. lot of people are doing that, yeah. Yeah, God, you know, it's just one of those things. You get in as many keys as you can, the first one to hit. It is It is just like that, That because normally you'd buy one card, you'd get your card. Now you're buying four cards. And then, of course, because you're buying four cards, everybody's buying four cards. So now everybody's... Yep. And you're hoping they all don't go into stock on the same day and they get shipped to your house. You have to pay an exorbitant amount in restocking fees. Well, but, or if you, hey, you, <laughs> you know what? Them. You know, I bought three cards. I actually got all three. Why don't I sell the other two on eBay? Mine, Am I going to sell them for the price I got it for? Now you're basically a, a flipper, even though you never intended to be a flipper. So just don't tell your friends about it. <laughs> just don't tell you. All right. Uh, very last question from uh, Desidezik. Zydzik for five dollars. Thank you so much. Said Gordon, did Greedo really shoot first? Yeah, I. You know there. No, uh, wait. No, of course Greedo did not shoot first. Everybody, we know Greedo did not shoot first. And I will say, if you think about it, Greedo was a bonded bounty hunter. He's basically working. He in an official capacity, and Han Solo essentially shot somebody who you know. He had a, you know, he, there was a bounty on his head. I mean, that, that I, no, of course it, it just, there's so many wrong things with that. And the fact yeah. that it was later, the footage was doctored. Yeah. If, if I load up Disney look plus like right now and watch the movie, first, it, yeah. Greedo shot. First. It just makes you think about the power of who gets the right history. Right. Because <laughs> we go from, we know what actually happened to now the, it's been later on doctored to show that Greedo shot first and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying there's any kind of like influence there, of, you know, being the, the new Republican running everything, but if you think about that, it should really make you kind of think, well, what else is the new Republic covering up? <laughs> well, I, I, would you would you watch a prequel movie uh, showing Greedo's life up until that point? No, you know I think that's one of my problems with a lot of the new Star Wars movies is I. That's what makes the Mandalorian so good. You really don't. It's just simply a good story. You know, it's fun. It's a western, campy, and I mean, there's just I don't. Not everything always has to come back to what happened to Luke, Leia, and Han. You know, it just doesn't. It doesn't always have to be about the original characters and storylines. It should just be new stories in the Star Wars universe that's been sketched out that are still entertaining. That's why. Mandalorian is is really good Star Wars. It is way better than a lot of those movies are. I'm hoping what you just said is what EA does with whatever the next Mass Effect is. I would think so, right? Make it much better than Andromeda. Oh, man. But 
uh, don't make it to do with Shepard or anything like that. Don't give into the fan service. Just there's a, such a cool big world that you created and people are huge fans of. Go explore that. Yeah, right. Right. I think that's very much the secret of the whole Marvel universe. It's just simply yeah. good storytelling. That's all that mm-hmm. matters. If you don't have a good story, the special effects and stuff, all that other things, you end up with a DC movie. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> special effects don't make a good movie. Nope, nope. Uh, okay. As a man, as a man with the Superman tattoo, I had to make a face at that, but I cannot argue. <laughs> I I've been saying that they just, you know what? They trade super. No, Superman's way over the retire trade Wonder Woman. I've said this the Snyder before. cut, trade man. The Snyder Wonder Woman off everything. in the off season to Marvel, and just like you know what, it's gonna just be rebuilding for DC. I guess the TV <laughs> stuff is pretty good though. <laughs> Uh, real quick, Evo Cottage Productions, uh, friend of the show, gave us five dollars. Thank you so much. Said, "What up, nerds?" Uh, just wanted to say hi. Keep up the awesome work. So awesome. Yo, Thank you. Uh, and Gordon, let's let's get out of here. It's, All right, uh, it's time to go eat some lunch, some turkey lunch. I know. I gotta eat. I some. wish I had turkey I, lunch. I need to benchmark more graphics cards. This video brought to you by North Carolina's Dots Homestyle Pretzel, North Dakota, <laughs> North, North Carolina, North Dakota. Come on. <laughs> wow. See, I, I had that natural, like, southern... I tried to give the credit to the south, because they make, apparently... It's a pretty good pretzel, oh, I have to say. Goodness. So, anyway, check back next week for your Fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. And also, please leave a review every time you do. We give a shout-out to uh, somebody not sponsoring us, like the McRib Sandwich, coming to... Oh, McDonald's tomorrow! Tomorrow. I thought it was today. Well, oh, the second... Tomorrow. Oh, wow. okay. I'm going to get there before they flip them all. <laughs> Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. I think McDonald's is actually sending me something to celebrate the return of the McRib, but they... you'll have to tune into my Twitter to see. I'm, I'm going to go to McDonald's tomorrow <laughs> and get the McRib. I hope they serve it in, in the morning. Do you think they'll serve it in the morning? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to attempt. Not in the morning, but noon. <laughs> oh, noon? Add bacon. Make it bacon. Wait, you can't that's, get that's it That's a pro tip on the this day, on this, you know, McRib Eve. When you buy your McRib, it's delicious as it is. Opt to spend that extra dollar and add bacon. Takes it to the next level. I've been tweeting about this for six years now. Just take my word for it. I got some Ryzen 5000s. I'm going to go there with them and then give them to people to get out of the line so I can go ahead in the McRib line. Because <laughs> you can't get no 5000, right? People can be like, Ryzen 5000 or McRib? Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. take the McRib. People might... Because that McRib, and no, McDonald's is not sponsoring us. No. Da, 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 da. And Adam Patrick Murray's can hit the off switch. I might try McRib tomorrow. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll oh. try the bacon thing. We'll see. Anyway, bye, everybody. <laughs> bye.